The contents of this show are for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. Any information on the show does not create a client-therapist relationship and should not be taken as professional advice. Before making any decisions regarding your health care, ask your personal physician or mental health care professional or call 911 for any emergencies. Today, our sponsor is Shapa, a numberless scale and personalized plan that will completely change the way you think about your overall health and hitting your goals. Shapa is perfect for people who are making an effort towards a healthier lifestyle, but do not want to feel confused or judged by a number. Instead, when you step on your Shapa, you'll see a color based on your weight trend over the past 10 days. So if you go out for tacos the night before, or it's that time of month, Shapa won't judge. Shapa will also keep you on track and motivated by sending you personalized daily missions related to exercise, sleep, nutrition, and more that fit your lifestyle and your goals so you can build healthy habits and achieve lasting results. I have a Shapa and I've had it for a couple years. I love it because when I see a color versus a number, I tend to be way more gentle with myself. I'm encouraged rather than discouraged. And I know that my color takes my weight range into consideration rather than one single digit, which naturally fluctuates. I love the missions because they are achievable goals. We've got a deal for you. If you go to myshapa.com and enter less alone, you will get a free Shapa scale and free U.S. shipping with a purchase of a one-year subscription to the app. We are three friends exploring connection from the coffee shop to the podcast studio. I'm Amy. I'm Anna. I'm Erin. I have a feeling this is going to be a goofy one. This is it's going to be great. Yep. <laughs> okay. I'm so excited. Here yes. we are. Here we are. Uh, we got a big one. We got hey, a big one. Everybody. <laughs> we're back in the studio. Yeah. And we're singing now. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're so ba- ha- happy to be here. We're, we're freaking Hey. And oh my gosh, we've had some amazing guests. Have a oh night. Gosh. What a different season. I know. Yeah. It's been great. It's been so great and yeah. so fun. And I think it was yesterday I told the two of you, I just want to be friends with these people. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Like, I was they're thinking doing the same such thing. amazing things. Yep. Yeah. So cool. They're so, so cool. Yeah. So, and I feel real lucky that we get to hear the insides of what people are doing because I feel like you don't get those like deep conversations with virtual strangers very often. And so that's I feel really, really grateful to hear because I get super excited mm-hmm. about everything that they're doing. So well, and it's like I feel like just approaching these interviews and stuff, it's like most of the time if people have a business, they're always interviewed about the business. And it's like just Going at it from the approach of like, hey, we really want to get to know this person and how they connect to whatever this bigger umbrella thing is. Like, just the things that have come up in these interviews is so surprising. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, did not expect some of these things, these topics that we get to talk about. Well, and it's like the platform of the podcast has allowed us to be like, hey, stranger but we think you have a really cool thing going mm-hmm. on yeah. can you come and tell us about your you know like your personal business yeah. <laughs> i mean it's really yeah. like yeah. yeah it's such a like i mean what a gift yeah, it's that, a like gift. they're giving us yes. to come onto the show and then share with us oh my yes. gosh we don't know them and they don't know us right but they're trusting yeah. us with yes. their story yeah and so then we cool. can share it so Yep. Super Very awesome. Cool. So Aaron Eddie was on our last show and 
She's got SoWorthLiving.com. And SoWorthLoving. And SoWorthLoving.com. I, I think it's actually so worth loving. So worth loving. <laughs> <laughs> Good. But she does have So Worth Living on Instagram. Oh, that's what. Okay. Yeah. That's probably mm-hmm. why I was yeah. thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. You got it. So Worth Loving. She's so worth loving. Yeah, she is so worth loving. She's so, I love her laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Super fun. And we've got some interesting takeaway topics that came from that interview. So before we get into the topics, we're going to, I'm going to quick read a review. And this one is from Laura S. from Kentucky. Wow. I think that is my best friend from college. And thank you, (laughs) Kawita. Yes. We will take Thank all the you, reviews we from can. old college best friends. Oh, Please. Yes. And just as a side note, Anna picks these the ones to do, so that I had no yeah. part in that. Oh, so that's pretty yeah, amazing. That's funny. Yes. Hey, yeah. I just picked the great ones. Yeah, I picked so. I mean, you know, ones that really stand out that I'm like, oh, that's good. That's good. good. High five bird. Way to go. <laughs> okay, I think so. we just got insight on like five inside <laughs> jokes right there. <laughs> Me too. Uh-huh, this ahead. one is titled Authentic and inspiring and we have five stars thank you laura this is the first series of podcasts i've listened to now i'm hooked thank you for sharing your expertise and personal stories i find myself considering so many of the concepts you decide for a wide variety of relationships and people in my life ranging from my immediate family and closest friends to the cashier at the grocery store your down-to-earth and honest approach is so refreshing Now I'm heading to turn off my computer and phone to do some true active listening with my family (laughs) and friends. Thanks for the inspiration. Keep it coming. Cheers, Laura S. Yeah, bird. (laughs) Thank you, Laura. That's really nice. Thank you. Keep them coming. We love hearing what you think of the podcast and where you're listening to it. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. fun. So fun. And what you think? So. Yeah, share share with your friends. Tell us what you like about it. Yeah, it's like the easiest, in my opinion, way to like support the show. <laughs> totally. Yes, and yes. it's totally free. That's right. Yeah. So great. Yeah. I love podcasts. I love podcasts. Oh. Yeah, I was listening to uh, Armchair Expert on the way over here by Old Deck Shepherd. Yes. Okay. Cracking me up. Yeah. Oh. I was laughing so hard. He was talking about the like birth order. He's like the youngest of six. Oh, at a boy. Yeah, and then they grew up in Indiana, so like there was a whole Midwestern thing, mm-hmm. which I can relate to, and mm-hmm. it was just I was just laughing. What was so. he saying? Does he agree with? Well, it? so he, actually, he was saying that he was learning about birth order. The I youngest are always badass. In college, is that what he said? No, <laughs> but we know you think. That. <laughs> <laughs> and Aaron is the youngest. Yeah. Oh, five, so I can say that. <laughs> no, but here's what he said. This yeah. is actually interesting, maybe uh-huh. for you. So he, somewhere he learned that with birth order, it only is relevant to the first four children. And then, <laughs> no, listen though, listen though. Tell me. Then when five comes uh-huh. along. It actually starts repeating itself. Really? So the fifth and the first have very similar characteristics or personalities. Huh. So like the high achievers, mm-hmm. which is usually birth or, or, mm-hmm. or number one, right. usually. But anyway, and then if there are six kids, that would be more similar to the second, second. born. Seven kids would be similar 
interesting. to the third one. I thought that was super interesting, yeah. too. It's I like never you heard got, that before. You got two sets of kids. Totally. Right. <laughs> you know what else I've heard about birth order? What? It's total BS. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No, what I have heard about... You know what I heard about twins? <laughs> no, I, didn't hear, I didn't hear anything about twins. <laughs> the firstborn is always the coolest. No, with birth order, that it only really matters when you're with those people. Like, otherwise, it's not really... It doesn't necessarily... <laughs> Keep going. We got you. You got it. Come on. Got it. Come on, man. Like, like in like regular life. It doesn't it, show up that it way. Doesn't, yes, that's the word I'm looking for. However. Like, so I'm not sure. Therapist. What is no, your. But, I, but Crystal is. Crystal's your business partner. Yeah, she is the oldest of her family and I'm the youngest and she is seven years younger than me and I always feel like she's older than me. Hmm. <laughs> and she and, I, and so I think it plays out in their business where I'm like, oh, but she it always feels like she's you're like the me. little squirt. <laughs> and she's smaller than me. So. That's so, so you're the youngest. I'm the oldest. You're I think I'm weird because I'm I mean, <laughs> well, she's <laughs> you're me. Me. I think I'm weird. Yeah. Look how loud that shit no, is. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. So uh, there's five kids in my family. Yeah. But where the age between everybody is, is different. So my oldest brother, so firstborn, two years later, secondborn, two years later, thirdborn. That's me. Yeah. Then there's a gap of five years. So then that's fourth. And then there's a gap of, let's see, I think 13 or 14 years. Surprise! Mm. And there's the, yeah. Yeah, there's the, there's the fifth. Oopsies! Mm. Yep. So I don't know what happens Al's with Al's younger than you? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Yep. I used to dress him up. I bet clothes. you did. I put lipstick <laughs> on him. I put his hair. Oh, I curled I his hair. Did. Gave him glasses. That's the best I thing did. to do with little brothers. Oh, we did that too. Man. Oh, man. I Is he like him, scarred? Yes. He, and he brings it up all the time. I also slammed his door by, or slammed his finger by accident into a, I mean, in our minivan. You know, we had an Astro van. To oh, yeah. Those things. Oh, yeah. Oh, maroon Astro van. Oh, we had a maroon and gold uh, full-size van. Oh, yeah. Whoa. We were talking about this yeah, recently. Yeah, we were. Yep. You guys both had like the, the conversion, conversion vans. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I knew somebody in high school whose family had one of those. But no, but so I slammed his finger in a door. I yep. also punted a soccer ball when he was playing a kazoo. <laughs> you what? Yeah. Like in his face? Yeah. Oh. It, God. I heard it pop. His I face? Know. No, what, it was what? like the roof of his mouth. Ooh. Poor guy. Such a... He was like... Oh man, I just loved him so much, but I also like, really loved him. Just <laughs> he messed with him. Yes. The worst thing I probably did was we had these really spicy jalapeno peppers from our garden. <laughs> yep. I told him it tasted like candy. Oh, you turd. <laughs> I know. So I was like, oh, Alex, you gotta have this jalapeno pepper. It's like candy. It's so good. So sure enough, he's like five, you know, and he's like, really? Okay. So he eats the jalapeno pepper. The poor kid had like red all over his mouth. It was like burning him. Oh, 
little so arm, is it? Yeah. We're going to move on. Wait, wait, wait. I wanted to say what we did to dormant my little brother. Oh, great. Can I just say, though, okay. I love my little brother. Uh, no, I, I love both of them, mm-hmm. you know. No. But that Alex, my Alex, he's here in Denver. <laughs> and he's like, I just a gift. Yeah. You are lucky. He Thanks, came Al. out here. Yeah, and he doesn't even freaking listen to the podcast. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> Aaron's like, well, okay, we're talking I'm about. I'm going to have to rein it in. We're, we're talking. We're legs. little brother corner right now. Yeah, okay. So we tormented my little brother. He's a seven years younger than me. And we told him that there was this ghost named Mary Jo Shambly. <laughs> we scared the shit out of him. <laughs> Wait, where did the ghost live? Well, we were in Sioux City, Iowa, where my grandparents lived, and they had this creepy-ass basement, and we're like, oh, Mary Jo Shabley's down there. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I had, we had it all set up where different cousins were at the windows, like, scratching the oh, window. Oh, no. Oh, we scarred his ass. <gasps> it was so bad. Like, that it gives me goosebumps, actually. Yeah, Mary Jo Aaron's face. Aaron's face is Pure As the disgust. youngest, you're like, what? She is the youngest, and she is I was terrified it. of the things in the basement, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was pr- the Mary perfect. Mary Shibley? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know where the hell. Double name. Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the hell I got that name from, but man, we scared the shit out of him. He jumped. that. Yeah, we had it all set up. We had someone, like, hiding, rustling around different places in the, like, laundry basket. Oh, oh it was so good. I think it was... My grandparents, they had the stairs with like holes, yes. you know, between each yeah. stair. And oh. I, oh yeah, grab those no. ankles. <laughs> Just sprinting scared. up the oh, stairs. Yeah. So fast. Oh, I think yeah. I peed my pants once. Mm. Yeah. I'm so scared. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was Did you time your corner. sisters? Did you used to time time your younger siblings? No. Time them like how to fast go get can you, you do stuff? this? <laughs> well. Because my sisters did that to me No, all that was confession. I what? do do that. To my kids sometimes. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Because then yeah. it makes it like a game. I mean, totally. maybe maybe not. <laughs> not for your younger sibling. It doesn't Aaron's make it like, like a game. no, that. No, no. no. For Aaron, kids. Aaron, what do you have to say to all the younger siblings out there? I have to say to all the younger siblings. You're the spokesperson this is, this for is the younger say, Especially to my middle sister. And I was, she used to torment me. And I was like, when I get bigger than you, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> and so it's true. Then it happened. <laughs> Is that Colleen? No. Uh, Colleen's number four. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, so did you beat her ass? Well, yeah. Not <laughs> Colleen. The the third one. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. Wait, so what do you have to say to all the youngest siblings This is your there? moment. Yeah. This is on the spot. <laughs> what do I have to say? This Don't put up with that bullshit from your older siblings. That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> but it, it builds character, right? But we, but so my friend, Resilience. my best friend when I was little, Matt, we tied his young Matt. Yes, the turtle Matt. Yeah. And we tied his brother to a tree. No joke. <laughs> his younger brother to a tree. I think for like a two hour period of time. <gasps> and was tied to or something like that he is scarred for life from oh, that and I feel terrible I'm like of course oh, I'm no. a freaking therapist and then I tied this kid to the tree like that's horrible <laughs> no. as a kid god oh, 
Yeah. Well, so we all do our thing, don't we? Flip. <laughs> we flipped places, right? So then I was the youngest, but not yeah. at Matt's house. So <laughs> you're so all. I'm older. Than, you're all. I'm older than you, and this yeah. is what we oh do. Oh my god! Yes. I'm horrified. I feel terrible. Oh. I've apologized to him. Like oh, so. <laughs> oh, like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I died like, into that tree. <laughs> Here's money for your EMDR session. <laughs> oh my god! Terrible. Oh my god. Anyhow, okay. there's that voice again. Here we go. I know. I love it. Okay. Right sibling now. corner. Here we go. Sibling so, corner. Sibling corner. Now we are taking it back to the topics of the Aaron Eddy interview. <laughs> so one thing that we're just going to jump right in here. Great. You guys ready? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So first question we have for each other. When have you been the most courageous? I thought we were going to do the. I guess this is why we should have talked about it. <laughs> Yes. Well, let's go with it. So when have you been the most courageous? I mean, I actually think there's a decent transition here. Like, we're talking about childhood. We're talking about how scary it can be when your older siblings are tormenting you. And that takes courage, you know, to stand up to people. When you're little, if you're older, like, there are bullies in this world, people. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter where you are in life, you know, like... There are people out there who want to tear you down. I mean, yeah. I that is like the sad truth. I think that's like a really sad truth, actually. You think there are? Really? Yes. I mean, okay. There are. And, and <laughs> but I'm yeah, just trying to think about it. I mean, it, like... I think there's like, bullies are real. Yeah, and absolutely. I think that, you know, it takes courage. Why do you not think that there's people that well, want to tear I mean, you down? Well, I mean, I think that... Th- I think there are certain situations where people want to take other people down. But, like, I just think in general, I think people don't operate that way. Maybe I'm naive. I don't want to make a generalization. Like, I don't want to say that in general people are there Mm -hmm. to take you down. I don't believe that at all. I I think that's how I took it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. I I definitely, thanks for clarifying, because I definitely Mm -hmm. don't mean that. I think in general, I think... People are good, you know, like I'd agree. I really in general, I think in general, I think people want to connect. Yeah. I think people want to be loved. Mm-hmm. And I think people generally are good people. I think the unfortunate truth is that there are those who don't operate that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like with specific situations or just in life in general? That's a good question. I mean, I, f- I would have to I think that hurt people hurt people, yeah. hurt mm. other people. And so I think mm-hmm. that people are doing the best that I can. But I think that if, when there's people that are super wounded or really hurt, then they operate from a place where they can hurt other people because of the pain that they're in. And mm-hmm. then actually Kelsey sent me something on um, on Instagram that was like, hurt people hurt people. But <laughs> I can't remember what it said, but it was like healed people help heal other people. Mm-hmm. And oh, so I think like that is I think that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think it takes courage. So when hurt people hurt people, so I'll speak for myself. Like if I'm in a position where I feel like there is someone or some people or whatever, like trying to hurt me, like it takes a lot of courage. And I mean, geez, it takes a ton of courage, but it takes a whole lot of other things too Mm -hmm. to kind of face that and get through it Mm -hmm. and to really like stand up just like being a younger sibling and someone's like tormenting you Mm -hmm. it's like (laughs) you gotta like have courage to Mm -hmm. stand up or you know Mm -hmm. i just think about like bullying in our 
in our culture and in schools and all that stuff. And I think it's always so interesting how people have said that if there's another person who can stand up for the child who's being bullied or the person who's being bullied, that is that is actually like the most beneficial. Mm. Hmm. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it's I've not always heard that like if you're being bullied or like and I've my son just recently started kindergarten. So it's like I've thought about like the bullying or if that happens, how to handle it, you know, and I've always heard that if you're being bullied, you have to like speak up for yourself like that's the best way to handle it and stuff. But you've heard that you someone else find should an do ally. It? Oh, yeah. like an ally, but like not, someone on your team. No, like to so like the what I've heard and Aaron, I don't know if you know more about this than me, but <laughs> what I've heard is like the most powerful way to like stop a bully or oh, okay. to protect a person who's being bullied is not for that that victim to like try to fight back <laughs> it's better if you can work with all the other people around them to teach them how to um kind of intervene and stand up for stand oh. against the stand up for the victim oh okay to the bully <laughs> mm -hmm. i think feel like that is a uh, super powerful i'm trying to think back to situations that i have been in and someone has stood up like, dude, that's not cool. Mm -hmm. Um yes. and it is like then it like cuts the the shit that's happening and then I think that is accurate. I don't know I have I've any research about I've that or seen whatever, my, but I my think my daughter do it. And she tells me stories, you know, mm -hmm. where it was like, so-and-so wasn't nice and said da 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 and wow. I it just makes me like so proud. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like just like oh thank you. Because I mean I think it is it's like a it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It is, mm -hmm. you know. So anyway, yeah. Um, I actually had a situation when I was maybe 17 or 18 and I was out to dinner with friends. This is me being shitty. And so I was out to <laughs> dinner with friends and one of our friends had just said something that was like questionable about character. I don't know what it was, but you can imagine at 17 or 18. And she went to the bathroom and then I started talking about that to my friend at the table and my friend... Other friends said to me that that is not cool to talk about people when they're not here. Oh. And have, like to me. And I was like, ugh. But it was the most powerful thing. Yeah. And I have never forgot about that. Yeah. That was a, such a good lesson. Hard yes. lesson because it made me feel like shit. But I yes. got the point. But I think that that is absolutely true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I And I think that's where the that courage person. is, yeah. right? Like your friend being able to just be like. Not cool, yeah. Aaron. Yeah, you know, like yes. well, in saying like the unpopular opinion, like yeah. it'd be way easier yes. for her to just keep going with it and like, oh yeah, yeah. yes, mm -hmm. but to yes. say whoa, yeah, 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 and talk about like loving yourself, yeah. right? Like if you're able to say what is unpopular or and stand for that, mm -hmm. or you're able to like put a boundary up or tell someone like, hey, that's not cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. More power to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what I say. Right. Absolutely. What about you, Anna? What about moments of courage? Or oh, I feel like the most courageous I've been has been learning to stand in my truth in mm. all sorts of different situations uh, throughout my life. And 
I mean, I feel like growing up as a shy person and feeling like I have no voice, my big mission as an adult is to find my voice and to use it. So like standing in my truth or like trusting my gut and acting on that um, and really living with integrity with like, okay, matching my insides to my outsides is something that takes so much courage. I mean, because a lot of Sometimes it's not a popular opinion to do what you have to do to say, this is the truth of what I need to do. And you might not like that. Mm -hmm. But I know in my gut, this is what I have to do. And Mm -hmm. so like being able to do that or wanting to do that and making those hard choices sometimes when it's not necessarily something that's like that you want to do, but you know in your gut that you have to do. Like, Mm -hmm. those are the things that I constantly feel like, oh, man, I have to to be brave. I have to face this. I have to make sure that what I'm doing and how I'm operating in the world is in line with my true gut feeling. Like, I feel like that has been, like, my mission. And, like, so having that contrast of growing up and feeling like I had no voice or that I couldn't share because of the anxiety associated with my shyness. Like I felt like it just a paralyzation with Mm. my voice and I couldn't, it was like almost like a block. Mm -hmm. And so now using my voice and speaking when I feel the urge or have something to say, like that's something that has constantly built up my courage and it makes it easier every time I do it mm-hmm. to like be true to myself and to say what I need to say. So I'd say overall, that's like the big umbrella <laughs> thing that and then with underneath that, then it's like, OK, here's all these other times I've been courageous with using my voice and saying what I need to say that, you know, mm-hmm. needs to be said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, as your friend, I've you know, it's it's pretty cool to watch you do that. Because it is like you can see it, how it's like a compounding thing. Oh, yeah. Like you, you only get stronger Mm. in speaking your truth. Yeah. And that's been really cool to see. I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you, Erin? I'm trying to think. There's a lot of times that I've had to flex the courage muscle. But I think that the first time that I can remember doing that, I was in, I was a sophomore in college and I had played So prior to that, like through high school in my entire life, I had always uh, identified as an athlete. So I'd played through sports in high school. And then like that was my whole identity. And so going into college, I started playing soccer at the university that I was going to. And the first year was great. And it was I loved doing it or whatever. And then I got into the second year and the situation wasn't ideal for me in soccer. But then all of my friends were field hockey players at the school. I had never played field hockey before. My two sisters played field hockey actually at the university that I went to. And they had a situation where the goalie, um, they had one goalie on the field hockey team and she, they needed another goalie and she was having trouble her freshman year. And so they needed another goalie. And so I, so then they were like, no, you should play. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I've never played field hockey before. Like, I don't have any idea. And so then I remember being like, uh, I don't know if soccer is going to work out. And so if I, if I quit the soccer team, then I'm going to lose my identity and I'm not ready to do that, but I could step into field hockey, but it's completely switching sports. And so I remember we had a day off, I think it was a Monday at, for soccer. And so field hockey's day off was Tuesday, I think something like that. And so then I went to the field hockey practice and I tried and then the next day and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And so then I quit 
then the next day I walked into the coach's office and I was like, I'm quitting. I'm going to play field hockey. And so it was <laughs> the mo- it was the scariest conversation I've ever had. And like, yeah. oh my God, because I have no idea what's going to happen. I don't, I have never played this. I don't know if I'll be successful. Mm-hmm. Like this scares the crap out like of me. Because if, if it doesn't work, then like I have lost my entire identity and then that is not great. And so then I did that and then it, it was great. And field hockey was probably, that was the best move that I could have done because then and so that's when I think I had the the first incident that I can remember that I needed like full courage because I I think like you can't if you're not scared then it's not courage right and so right it was the most scared that I was like oh this is terrifying like shaking have to practice yeah. what I'm gonna say and then like jump into it and yeah. it worked out fine yeah so that's good. It's yeah. like you're risk taking. Hmm. Yes. You have a lot of courage and risk taking. Yes. Even with starting your business. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Right. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, it's awesome. That also was like, yes, starting yeah. the business was because we worked for community mental health and then we didn't like things that were going on yeah. with that. And then we were like, oh, going to do part time. That's how that's how yeah. I set up the whole thing for the next year. And then we didn't like what was going on. And we were like, we got to go. Yeah. And you did. Yeah. And we you did. And then the it's like, faith. yeah. Because I had my old soccer coach, he was talking about, he was like, I was having a conversation with him. He was like, well, and I was like, I don't have a safety net. Like, what do I do? And he's like, you are your own safety net. And I was like, (laughs) oh, "Oh, okay. So I'm going to do this. So um, you are your own safety safety net. net. There's good. There's the. There you go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. So that's, um, I think it's terrifying to go into situations where you need courage, but that shit feels so good Mm -hmm. when you like follow through with it and then you like step into yourself even though you might be shaking but when you can do that it's awesome amazing yeah Yeah. there's that quote that like my voice might quiver but i am okay we need to cut that don't know that quote (laughs) wait but but (laughs) brene brown always talks about that you can choose courage or you can choose comfort and Uh, so yeah i think that that is I think I will always choose courage Mm -hmm. yeah so i think that's perfect segue here for if we... Captain Segway, hey, that's wow, you. That was loud. Wow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, so imagine we have the courage, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I think that goes right in line with living a life with the belief that you are so worth loving. So how would you do things differently? So if you really took... You know, I I remember that there was that video of Erin Eddy where she's like, no, really, you are so worth loving. Like she said it in Mm -hmm. that way that it's like, ooh, immediately tears where I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So good. Like, what would your life look like? I think that I would be have a lot less like the doubting part of myself or the critical part of myself or I think I'd have a lot more freedom like the free Mm. part of myself that could run around in the grass with no shoes on and just kind of dance around like that part Mm. would your inner hippie (laughs) (laughs) yes my inner hippie would lead the way I think you know because I think like my accomplished part like the successful I want to do things in the world would probably be holding hands with that inner Mm. hippie to like do Mm -hmm. things because I think you can do both things like you can have fun while doing things that are because yeah. I think that there's different between like 
I've been trying to create a sense of more of it's been a challenge, but it's been more of a sense of ease in like the things that I'm doing because like I want to cultivate the sense of joy in what I'm doing because the process is the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so then how do I do that? And there and I think that there's a difference between challenge and struggle. And mm -hmm. so if I can, ha I like challenges. Like I think that we need challenges because yeah. you grow. And but I, I don't think that I need. I think I am learning to give up the belief that everything needs to be hard. Mm -hmm. And so I think that everything wouldn't need to be hard. Like I can have ease, and I can have abundance, and I can have challenge, and I can have joy in all of this. Like interesting. Um, I'm yeah. learning how to do all of that. And so I would walk through the world, and I would probably have more connection with humanity because mm -hmm. I would want to talk to the checker at the store or I would want to and really like see them and have time for it. Mm -hmm. And so because when I show up like that in the world, like mm -hmm. I feel really good about myself. Like mm -hmm. I remember I was trying this for a bit of time. I'm like, I need to work on this. So I went to the gym mm -hmm. and I didn't have my headphones in and I was in the bathroom and I had made eye contact with this older woman and it was like six in the morning and she we had a great conversation <laughs> in the bathroom. I have no idea about what, but I walked out of there and I was like, oh, that was so nice. Like, oh, yeah. it felt so good. And so yeah. I think that you just feel the energy of other people and are really like you see like the beauty in other people and yep. you can connect that because yeah. you be you believe in the loving part. So then you're automatically like seeing that beautiful part in someone else. Mm. And so then those are the things that are connecting instead of like my pissy part. Mm -hmm. It's connecting with your <laughs> pissy part. And then, of course, right. we're pissed at each other because yeah. Yeah. those are the parts that are connecting. And so I think this if I am always in this belief of so worth loving, then I am a way better person in the world. Like mm -hmm. I show up how I how I want to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's my answer. Mm -hmm. Anna, it's good. You well, want to follow that one? Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> what did you say about like the business person and the hippie walking hand in hand? Hand in hand. Yeah, I imagine like <laughs> you in a pantsuit and a flower crown. <laughs> Oh, yes. Oh, my God. And, That's and, what you should wear for the life. And, yes. and smoking a balloon. <laughs> not, not that you do that. No. I don't smoke weed. I know. Right. I'm just right. joking. But Aaron and no Okay, so when I think of this idea of living your life with the belief that you're so worth loving and how would you uh, do things differently, the thing that comes to mind is settling and the idea of if I don't feel like I'm so worth loving at the like highest caliber of my truest self, then I'm going to accept things that are not the best for me. So, you know, just thinking about things, you know, that would maybe be like a red flag mm -hmm. instead of it being a red flag. It's instead, if I operate from this idea of you're so worth loving Instead of it being a red flag, it is instead a deal breaker. Mm. So like the caliber mm. and the standard for what I accept in my life then gets raised up to a higher level. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what's what's standing out to me about how I would live differently or how I try to live when I do operate from a place of like, I am so worth loving, like literally do not have to put up with fucking bullshit, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, like, yeah. no, 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 mm -hmm. not okay. Not mm -hmm. acceptable. Mm -hmm. Not dealing with that. Like, I deserve to be treated a certain way. I want to be treated a certain way. Like, like having a higher standard for what's acceptable for myself in my life mm -hmm. and how I mm -hmm. operate mm -hmm. and who I surround myself with. You know, like, so that's what that makes me think about. And then also I can really relate to what you said, Erin, about like how 
how you then operate with others in the world. So like the idea of if I am so worth loving, that also means that you are so worth loving. Mm -hmm. And so if I take the approach of like, you are inherently worthy and I have to, if I'm operating from this place where you are so inherently worthy by just the nature of being born perfect, then I have to assume that you are doing the best that you can. Mm -hmm. And so that means like giving people the benefit of the doubt or, you know, and also not getting stepped on or that's Mm -hmm. not what that means. But like just operating from a loving place of like, you're doing the best you can. I'm doing the best I can. Like we're we're just doing this thing the best we can. So Mm -hmm. like having like a general compassion for others i guess as far as like how i relate to them Mm -hmm. what about you amy i think about if i really felt like i was worth loving i think about like looking for approval from others and i think a lot about just being the people pleaser that i am and that i kind of always have been Mm -hmm. since a little being a little girl I think that that's where, you know, for a lot of my life, that's kind of like where I found my worth. Mm-hmm. I did not try to get emotional. <laughs> I did not think this was going to happen. Sneaker. Whoa. It's sneaker. Whoa. Oh, yeah. I just, you have it on your notes. Get emotional yeah. here. Note to self. <laughs> Nobody thinks oh that you're trying to do that. It came Philly? in like a ninja. It Silly. did. Yeah. Where was that? Well, you need to come deep out. in your soul. Ooh. Better out than in, like those yeah, old farts. That's right. no. <laughs> Thank you. <for> <laughs> Thank you, Shrek. Thank you. Did Shrek say that? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to think about Shrek and then yes, I'll maybe be able to yes, Shrek right. to get Drop it in, in here. Some, uh, Emotions are good. Shrek drop nose. Well, I think I think farts. this is like the the thing of it is that depending on where we are in life, mm-hmm. then sometimes like I feel like I'm in a generally good place. So I feel mm-hmm. like I'm so worth loving because mm-hmm. I'm in a generally right. good place. But when there's crisis or there's things happening or like generally hard times, like sometimes it's like hard yeah. to believe that you are yeah. so worth loving. Yeah. And so like going through a divorce. Yes. And like all that all, good. Yes horrible stuff it's like holy crap i am so worth loving mm-hmm. really okay but with or without this these, relationship yeah, yeah. with yeah. or without these identifying yeah. things like that i've attached my worth to over yes. so many years yes mm-hmm. and like found my value in and had my pride there and really invested and yeah maybe i wasn't so true to myself in different times and that's on me you mm-hmm. know but like I think this message is one that is hard for me right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is like... I think that's why it resonates with so many people. Yeah. 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 Because it's so vital to our existence and like our core belief that so many people don't feel like they're lovable or worth loving Mm -hmm. or just inherently worthy. It's like we're always seeking something outside of ourselves. Yeah. Where it's like... This idea that she's sharing and that, you know, we're we're talking about is the inherent worth that nothing is going to add to. It just already is there. Right. Right. Well, and I think, too, like the examination of childhood and like, you know, I mean, all that attachment stuff that I think comes with different experiences or at least it's come with different attachment issues have you know, like they're in my own life because of different things from 
you know, growing up or childhood or whatever. So I think that now with like divorce and and like relationship and the major relationship coming to an end, it's like it's just a whole new level of like, wow, it this is me in the world. Mm-hmm. I am with me in mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. Like the spirit, yes, or whatever, the universe and me. And that's like, I was listening to another podcast, which is actually called worthy.com. And they put oh. out this podcast. It's called Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle. Right. Oh. Great podcast. Yep. But it's a good title. Yeah. And their whole, they like, yeah. Anyway, it's an interesting company, interesting idea. And I love it. But, um, <laughs> Big guys, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they were talking about this whole thing, and like, like you know, you have like you to find your own love for yourself because ultimately, it is just you in the world with yourself. And it's like I think more than anything for me, if I felt like, or when I feel like I am worth loving or I am inherently worth that love, like, then I am at peace. Like, Mm -hmm. for me, that's a real, real serenity, you know, like inside, if I am able to love myself, you know, or feel that like, feeling of, of being worthy of love, then I am, I'm like, I'm at peace. I'm comfortable in my own skin. I go out into this world as me, as as like a loving, you know, as a, like loving myself as I am. And I think that just leads to all kinds of things like, mm-hmm. you know, having healthy connections with other people where I can, you know, I'm not looking for some kind of approval or someone else to give me worth, you know, mm-hmm. or like I have to be a certain way or, you know, it, no, it's like I am who I am. I am worthy of love and I can find that love in and of like inside myself Mm -hmm. and maybe from like a spiritual, you know, guidance as well. But, but I hearing you talk, it sounds like an ultimate like confidence. Yeah. Almost like just how you would operate or how you operate when you're in that place. It's like, yeah, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, I think for me, that's what I want. That's what I want to work on. You know, like that's what I'm working towards, Mm -hmm. you know, because I've got work to do. There's no question. But yeah, it would just be like, I am, I am who I am. And Mm -hmm. like, I can, you know, speak my truth and I can be my full authentic self no matter who I'm with. And, and like, yeah, criticism comes my way or um, a bully comes my way or whatever. And it's like, you be you Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. fuck you, you know, (laughs) like, I don't need you, you know? I mean, I think it's like, I think it's just like, I am okay being me, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? So. And we like when you're you. Mm -hmm. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Big fans. Mm -hmm. Big, big fan. Thank you. I like when you guys are you too. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that if either in childhood or it got lost along the way and we forget that we are so worth loving, sometimes, yes, we can, we need to find that within ourselves, but we also need the connection and other people in our lives, maybe to like light that, like share Mm. their light with us or to like lift that up or to, Mm. to 
help us remember that we are. And so like, I think that that's a key. Like if you, if someone doesn't know how to do it or they have forgotten how to do it, we need other people to like facilitate that for us. Oh my gosh. I think that's such a great point. And I think for personally, for me, you know, going through kind of the beginning stages of my divorce, I could not have done that without Mm -hmm. you and other solid true friendships Mm -hmm. like authentic Mm -hmm. whether I had known them since you know junior high or when I was you know my siblings or whoever that was or like my amazing friends in Denver you know it's like I did need to be reminded daily or I needed to like have someone kind of hold my hand to walk through a lot of really trying times Mm -hmm. you know and and then to be able to be like, oh, I don't know. And I think like that connection was then it just continued to build. Mm-hmm. So it's only building. Mm-hmm. But I think that is such a good point. Like, mm-hmm. Well, and I think the distinction that that's really important here is that you said other people igniting that or yes. helping you with that, not being the sole source of your worth. Well, not like taking the your flame away so yeah. that you have it and then the other person is drained because that's yeah. not what that is, right? Yeah. So it's like you're like sharing your light so that you can be like, come on, you know, yeah. like you can, you have yeah. this too, mm-hmm. just so that we remember because I think sometimes we all forget. Oh, yes. You know? Yes. Or we never learned it. And so I think Mm -hmm. that's why when people are like, what are you talking about self-love? What does that mean? Like, I have no idea. And it's like, well, because if you never learned that from your parents or you never learned that or you forgot it because of life circumstances and you had trauma or a tragedy or something Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we got to we got to help each other. And connection is so important for that. Mm -hmm. I think that it would be great to do like a tangible here are different ways to better or increase your self-love. Okay. Do you have those? <laughs> we can talk about them. But no. I think it'd be great. We can put something on like a yeah, PDF that's on what I mean. the website. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't have them right now. Right. <laughs> you got those names? Just yeah. thinking out loud <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't have them. <laughs> right. I, I certainly think. don't have them. <laughs> I don't know right. about right. y'all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But I think it would be good for yeah. like... For me, right? <laughs> for every, yeah. well, because I think else. when we get in those moments, we need. It's really great to have something that's yes. written down because mm-hmm. then we yeah. can refer back to. Yeah. Because if we're in a place where we don't feel like we're so worth loving, then like to remember, like, oh yeah, these are the things I'm supposed yeah. to do. Not happening. No. And yeah. so it's nice to be like, oh, I should. This this is right. helpful. This has helped me. Yeah. Like a step by step, I think that mm-hmm. it's helpful. So yeah. PDF it. Coming. Right, Anna? Coming your way. <laughs> Captain PDF. Captain PDF of self-love tips? Sure. Sure. Self-soothing. That, I mean, it's like the same type of thing. We That's talked true. about that the other day. That's yeah. right. Yeah. We already did this. I got to say one tip I just that I learned is that sometimes I get real overwhelmed with anxiety and in these times where like, it's like, I just start spinning, like my, you know, thoughts are kind of spinning. And Aaron was telling me that one thing that is really, really good is just to like move your body. Cause mm-hmm. I'm so, I like feel it all. <laughs> so I literally many times just start doing jumping jacks. It's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It has been very, very helpful, mm-hmm. very helpful. Mm-hmm. And I've encouraged, you know, like 
my kids to do it, mm-hmm. too, since learning that little tip. But, you know, I never knew. Jumping jacks. <laughs> jumping jacks. Doing jumping jacks and crying my eyes out. Oh. <laughs> I mean, really. It's been a super helpful thing. So thank you. Yep. Well, actually, this is the funny part of that. And so I had been working at the school when I when I first was like, I put the move. I knew the movement thing, whatever. But I was trying to think of like other strategies to help kids with panic attacks or anxiety or whatever. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, I was watching Orange is the New Black. And the, <laughs> <Great show. laughs> but the secure, the, the, the guard at the thing, one of the women was having, was about to have a panic attack. And then he got super serious and he was like, do jumping jacks now. No way. And so they did Whoa. jumping jacks and she stopped having a panic attack. And I was like, holy shit. That's yeah. genius. Like, and so some form of that. So yes. like, because then it like your body gets overly charged and yeah. we need to discharge that energy. And so like, how do you do that? And so, so that's actually where that came. What's mm. oddly enough? Well, and you had the, put you, the pieces together. Were you me. telling us about this on a podcast episode, or maybe at coffee about someone who got in an accident? Uh, and then, then what? Well, so the woman that I learned EMDR from, she's fantastic, and so she was telling us a story in in the training, and she was talking about how she uses. She got in the accident and then was on the side of the road and she started shaking her body all over the place. And the woman next to her was like, uh, what is going on? She's like, I don't want to get trauma on my body. Like, and so she was like getting it all out, which is super like interesting. intentionally just shaking. Yes. And Peter Levine, who is, he's created somatic experiencing, I think he was either telling a story or something. I could have this wrong, but something like this. And that he was in some sort of accident of some sort where he couldn't really move any Anything but his hand so that he was just like slowly moving his hand or telling a story Aaron about someone right now is doing is a <laughs> open we have a visual yeah. closed but doing this and uh, if i remember but like doing this so that the the trauma would release out of the body and wouldn't get stuck because it's wow. essentially when our nervous systems get overwhelmed like that energy gets like caught in your nervous system and then then can't get out and then that causes trauma and so huh. like uh just doing this like, yeah. Yeah. So it's fascinating. But anyways, yes. Very. Yes. It is very fast. Charge so of the fast nervous fast. system. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Fascinating. Wouldn't it be amazing if someday, like, people start using techniques like that? And That'd it be would so be so healthy. No, but imagine if you're like just <laughs> you driving love healthy, along. Anna. You're driving along. <laughs> you're like walking in a town square or uh-huh. something, and you just see random people doing jumping jacks like all over the town. They're like, I'm just having a little anxiety. Yeah, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just releasing the trauma from my body. Uh huh. <laughs> That'd be it's, so- it's amazing. Yes, oh, cool. totally. That uh-huh. would be cool. Yeah. All right, so everybody out there, here's your challenge for the end of the episode. I have an idea for oh. one too. So oh, I want to okay. hear yours. Okay. And then we in Okay. Maybe listener choice? Okay. Both? Ooh, okay. Listener choice. No. They can do both. both. Maybe totally. it's the same thing. Okay. Well, but I had an idea. You my, go first. My idea is to try jumping jacks. Whenever? When? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. So try jumping jacks try when? When you are stuck in an emotion, whether it's like an overwhelming sense of sadness or it is anxiety. And Aaron, I think you need to kind of take over. On <laughs> Can I add I was going to so, add an addendum. Yes. And so please. An addendum if, to this challenge. Yeah. If jumping jacks feel like too much, maybe just move your feet. So like you're sitting in a chair and you're just tapping your feet on the ground. At the same time or every other? 
every other mm. or tap your hands every other or give yourself a butterfly hug. So you put one, your left hand on your right arm and your right hand on your left arm and just tap mm. every other just to like kind of move things through and breathe all the way into your system. Mm-hmm. But so jumping jacks work for some people, right? But then that might feel like... If you're super intense. <laughs> <laughs> for all of us in this room right now. We're like, yeah. Sometimes that's too much and you can't like you can't manage. But so just to start moving energy. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. a really great, great tip. So... Or if that- you feel trapped like in a meeting, mm. tap your feet because that gives the sensation that you're not trapped because like mm. your body's like moving you're all this bored? is a, this bored, is a meeting like, that should not have existed. Like trapped no. and like oh, that sounds so worse. negative if you feel trapped in a meeting. But like if you're bored in a meeting, bored, like, that's sure, not... no, sure, bored. So is, is the idea to connect the body and the mind, or what, or is it a, a release situation? I well, sh- I mean, think it's, it's both. a total shift. I mean, okay. that's what I've experienced yeah. with my own jumping jacks. Is like <laughs> I might be feeling <laughs> something, then I start doing the jump jack, and it's just like. And it's not, I think um, this deserves a clarification of it's not a way to like make you not feel those feelings. It's a way to walk through those feelings, right? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, Not suggesting stuffing. (laughs) Not suggesting stuffing. So I think. Life hack. um, Life hack. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell you about my feelings about fucking life hacks. (laughs) They're not positive. I I hate that word. Have you seen my. You, have you That's seen, so funny because Anna uses loves it all She the loves time. them. I love them. I have really good ones. Aaron might disagree with this. I'm I've never going seen to mediate. No. I've never okay. seen it. Tell me. I'm going to have to send these to you. Okay. I have on my Instagram highlights, I have a life hacks section. One for a case of um, roll her eyes seltzer right water that you have to check out. It's not done very well. The production value is very poor. But it's a wonderful life hack. Sorry, wait. What did you just say about seltzer water? It's a life. Uh, yeah, it's a life hack with seltzer water and making it. You'll have to just watch it. Okay, so I. Anyway, let's get back to your. So I, <laughs> if there's a life hack about seltzer water or ironing or washing your clothes, great. That is great. <laughs> if there's a life hack about anxiety and I feel anxiety all the time or I'm depressed, there's not life hacks on that. Like, mm. or if you don't want to feel your emotions, there's yeah. not a life hack to help you to not deal with or to bypass feeling whatever I, you need to feel. But I think feel. that's what people are looking for when they do like the self-medicating and alcohol or drugs or and over shopping. And how well does self-medicating oh, work? It, well, it works temporarily, but that shit always comes back. Hey, man. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, man. So you gotta just... Amen. Amen. So, so, so you gotta walk through that. The life hacks on emotional work does not work, right? Deep personal work. Or they work temporarily. Temporarily, I, I use I life think, hacks for laundry. Okay, so I have to say, I think that people do these quote unquote life hacks for these emotional fixes because they work. But the problem is that they they work temporarily, and that's why people go to them as a coping mechanism. Okay, let me okay. modify them. Okay, okay. So if someone needs help coping in the moment with their anxiety, mm-hmm. or they need to get through the day, or they need to do things, and they need coping skills. Mm-hmm. So maybe we're talking about the same thing. So coping skills so that they can manage their yes. life. I am all for that. However, I associate... But some aren't healthy. I associate... So if we're talking about healthy coping skills, right? Yes. I'm not talking about alcohol, drugs, shopping, mm-hmm. any of that's compulsively. I'm not talking about that. So... 
to me, life hack and <laughs> taking the easy way with bigger things, that's what I see. And so like yeah. there is not an easy way to deal with some sort of big emotional thing. Like I you agree have with you. to do the work. I agree and with I you. And I think that people because they're doing the best they can want a life hack to get them yes. through some hard shit so they don't have to feel it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then there isn't one. And you're calling bullshit on that. Yeah, calling bullshit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're, that's, we're, that's we're saying the, the same, same thing. thing. Okay. Yeah. I'm just Ooh, saying, but I'm glad I, we got woo, that. Let's <laughs> shake this shit out. <laughs> we got to do some jumping jacks. Seriously. <laughs> shaking my hands here. I'm shaking my hands. I got to discharge this. Okay. Woo. I'm glad we talked that through. I'm glad. All right, you two. Okay, Anna, what's your other okay. awareness nugget or challenge? Okay, so my. Okay, so in addition to the awesome like doing jumping jacks getting in your body the feet tapping i was thinking it'd be really great if we encouraged our listeners you to ask yourself like if you were to operate from the place Mm. of living your life from a place of i am so worth loving what is no longer acceptable or how would you operate Mm. in the world differently great question so that's the question i have right both wonderful they are both wonderful yeah. 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 High yeah. fives. High five. Woo! <laughs> Good work. All right. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I got one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> good thing you got it in. It was a good one. <laughs> that took a while, a big detour, and we got back to that. Okay. okay. So we are at the top of the hour, and we just want to say thank you all for being in the Less Alone community and really, truly, like, I feel love. I do yeah. feel love. I feel yeah. love for all it's you. Good. But it's been a great episode. Yep. And mm-hmm. we'll be back soon. Yep. It was and a big one, huh? It was. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, oh Christ. Oh, all right. Okay. With that, we'll bye, see bye, you next bye. time. Bye. 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 We have a great new way for you to support the show. If you love what we're doing, go hit up the Less Alone podcast swag shop. We got so much awesome stuff. All the proceeds go to supporting the show so we can create more awesome content for you. So what stuff did you guys get? I got the black sweatshirt and the green trucker hat. I got a white hoodie and a coffee cup. Oh, yeah. I got the hat and a shirt. It's so cute. So go there, lessalonepodcast.com, hit swag shop and get yourself hooked up. Take a picture and tag us on Instagram or any other social media and we'll... uh... We'll repost it. Yep. We've got a deal for you. If you go to myshapa.com and enter less alone, you will get a free Shapa scale and free U.S. shipping with a purchase of a one-year subscription to the app. Thanks for listening. You can find more about this episode and a way to connect to the community at lessalonepodcast.com. And if you like us, don't forget to subscribe and be sure to leave a review. It helps other people find us and could be just what they need.